You're listening to Boy Podcast. It's the end of June, and we're going to do an interview today. We have Jim from Off Kilter Brewery, a local brewery located in South Beloit. Before we do that, we're going to talk about a couple things. The Beloit Podcast and Vivi Media. We're on Stitcher, also Google Play. That's how you can find us with a mobile app. We're on YouTube and vivimedia.org. That's where you can find us on the web. And Facebook and Twitter. To find all these other links. And we're on Instagram also. Vivimedia.org has all the links. Speaking of... If you live in the South Central Wisconsin area, maybe you enjoy podcasting, maybe you'd like to be a podcaster and would like to host your own podcast, you can join us at Vivi Media, Vivi Media and Vivi Radio, focused on promoting local businesses, nonprofits, groups, and individuals in the South Central Wisconsin area. We provide podcasting and online opportunities at extremely affordable rates. You can host your own podcast live audio broadcast or create a unique audio advertisement all with Vivi Media. And the best part is it's all local. As always, we're looking for guests for the Beloit Podcast. That's pretty much anyone in the Beloit area with a story to share, maybe news, maybe an event, schedule an interview, or just send me your story or information. I'll share that info on the next episode or we can do an interview. You can email thebeloitpod at gmail.com. That's the Beloit pod at gmail.com what was it the beloit pod at gmail.com the beloit pod at gmail.com and so let's get to the interview with jim from off kilter jim brought in a couple beers i got to actually try some of the off kilter it was you you tried some of the off kilter i liked the oduya i liked both of them but that yeah. one that one was my favorite of the two i tried i'm officially a fan and hopefully everyone else is after they hear this interview but i'm a fan for a variety of reasons you'll hear in the interview kind of why but here we have a local guy who's really you could say passionate about what he does producing a local product for us right here in the Bloy area. You can find Off Kilter at Woodman's, Everett's, Cornelier, and Clara Bow, and the West Grand Avenue Pub. And he also said the Oktoberfest brew coming up in about eight weeks. Mm. Countdown, a lot of Oktoberfest right, fans. Just turned summer, but fall's going to be here. It's coming up, and I think he said he's doing uh, a lot more than he did last year, but we'll get to that in the interview, so let's get to the interview. How long have you lived in the South Beloit, the state line area? What's your background in history in the area? I uh, grew up just outside of Beloit, about 10 minutes outside of Beloit in a small town. Around the mid-80s, I, I moved to Beloit, and I actually started in a profession of IT. And I've been in IT since 85, and probably around 2004, I started picking up brewing as a hobby, and it's kind of grown from there to the point where I actually opened up a licensed brewery, sold our first quarter barrel of beer in, in December of 2015 to where we are now, where we're actually going through uh, another expansion, which will give us about an additional 50 to 100 barrels a month. We could actually go beyond that if we really needed to, but I'm anticipating about that in carrying distributors both in Illinois and Wisconsin. And so right now, one of the nice things about the expansion is is we'll have the pilot brewery, which I do my brewing out of now, but I also have a full functioning brewery 
that'll be temporary using uh, through contract brewing to do my other beers, which we, we do two year round beers and, and three seasonal beers. And we can talk a little bit more about that. And I brought you a couple samples nice, of, nice. of some of those. Was this something you did growing up and did distilling or did brewing really have a place growing up in your life? Did you have relatives or any family that did this? You know, I get asked that a lot and no, it, it really hasn't. You know, the way the inner inner gym works is it's always been inquisitive and how things work how things do i've always enjoyed beer and one of the things that got me curious is what all goes into making a really good beer as i started looking at that and and there's beer has goes way back in history far before wisconsin (laughs) before wisconsin (laughs) which is crazy yeah but between that and i've always kind of followed my family heritage and i really incorporate kind of the two interests together because a lot of our brewing has taken the practices and the philosophies of the way beer was brewed anywhere from prior to prohibition all the way back to the 1600s which is still very late into the game you know they've been brewing beer you know the romans had beer there was beer prior to that in a lot of different ways so we use a lot of those practices and use maybe some some craft brewing type of slants to what we're doing here that has to do with the name right that's kind of how the name came about explain the name just a little bit you kind of did yeah Yeah. off kilter comes from from the way in which we we do our beer and our tagline is old world tradition with a modern slant the beers we do we got a pre-prohibition lager and we have some other beers that go back from Belgium and Germany. And, and I'm actually working on one now that I'll probably be releasing next year, which is a beer brewed around the time of the revolution. Damn. I had family that fought in the revolution, and so I was doing some research on that, and I came across some stories about George Washington. And George Washington had this molasses beer that he really enjoyed, and he used to have shipped to the front line so he could enjoy it. What we have is is a beer called Suds of Liberty. We We've been test marketing it for the last six months or so. It's done really well. It's a molasses and ground corn beer, and it's it's my interpretation of the type of beer George Washington drank. Now, it's a lot higher in alcohol. It runs about 8.6%, but it's really a really neat beer. It's got a lot of toasted, caramely, and, and almost a, a lot of people feel a, a bourbon age to it. And and between the the ground corn and, and, and the molasses that is used in there, along with some other grains, it really special. But that, that's kind of what we do. And that, that's where we say old world tradition and modern yeah, slant. Yeah. We're, we're actually taking these and, and we're adding. Craft brewing was really a revolution. You know, back in the 70s, and late 80s you had very few beers and they were all your standard German lagers. When Carter uh, signed the act to allow people to start brewing, that was the age, the start of the age of the craft brewing revolution. It really was a revolution. People, and to this day, are still doing all kinds of goofy stuff. Yeah, it seems more and more. Yeah, I I know you can go down to the store uh, and see all kinds of varieties. Yeah, it's it's a very rapidly growing industry. Each year, uh, right now, the the craft beer market grows by about uh, 25%, not quite 25%, but over 20 percent it's it's a very fast growing market i think what you're starting to see now is certain areas getting saturated and and it kind of fits into where off kilter is going we brew two really specific type of beers we brew gateway beers so so these and and that's going to be let's take out some samples one eye jack here would be one and you're more than welcome to sample that 
And then also this one here, Schweidman, which is a pre-prohibition lager. And those happen to be the two we brew year-round. That was the first thing I saw on the website. Give out the web location real quick. www.offkilterbrewing.com. There you can find uh, many of the locations where you can purchase it or bars and restaurants that carry it. Talks about the beers that we are selling right now and gives you a little bit of history. There is a story behind all our beers. And they're, they're, they're very special to me. And, and when I go out to tasting, it's always fun because you get to share some of those stories. Get back to these. The Gateway beers are really beers that they're they're slightly easier drinking beers. They're beers that the people who have been caught into the commercial side of things, uh, you know, the, the mass-produced commercial beers, which there is a place for them, they do a great job because they make these very light beers that there's very little room for any mistakes and yeah. they keep yep. the flavor. Yep. And a lot of the craft beers that are out there are just too much for these folks so it's really kind of the gateway between these they're easier drinking they're a little bit brighter beers one's an ale one's a lager and then we have our higher end beers which is like the bella brown which is our winter seasonal our Oktoberfest, which mm-hmm. is fantastic if there's any Oktoberfest drinkers out there i challenge you to go out find it this last week of august when distribution cycle starts pretty hard to find right now yeah because it's not in <laughs> circulation the cir- we it's, it's season starts uh, last week of August, but I'll guarantee you you like it. And then our summer one, which is a great seller, Oduya, which is a Belgian wit, and I brought you one of those. And that's so. What you do is you get the the bottles that we use for samples when we're starting up the line and trying to get things going and, and get things set. So as you can see, you don't get you're down about an ounce and a half on that one. <laughs> Have you ever heard that maybe this is an educational brew? <laughs> I like your historic take on it yeah. because it really has history behind it. The prohibition era type and everything seems to have some history and background to it i don't know if you get that with the other varieties of beer yeah out there and 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 I think it goes to the, the way we work. Is we're inspiration-based, I guess, for lack of a better way to say it, if that makes sense. The Suds of Liberty was another one that, you know, inspiration-based. I'm actually working on, uh, what I'd really like to do is, is, but it's not well documented, is do some two things I have in my head right now. Some people know and others don't that when the uh, Mayflower came over, and again, this gets back to family history, I actually have descendants that came over on the Mayflower. One side of the family goes way back there, and that was on the Richard Warren side. But the Mayflower was actually supposed to go further down into Virginia, not to Massachusetts, but they ran out of beer. or were running out of beer, and they were afraid that the crew that was taking the Mayflower back was not going to have enough for the ship, you know, the, the travel back. Mm-hmm. And the problem is you can't keep water on a boat for that long because it's going to go rank and stagnant. So beer was the way to keep it drinkable. Yeah, on hand. And, and they were getting low, so they stopped in Massachusetts so they could make more beer. I'd like to come up with some type of interpretation on that facts around what they did and how it worked is really sketchy so that's got some more work to do and the other thing for longest time i said i would wouldn't do is an ipa there's so many ipas out there it's such a saturated market that you know one you want to be able to differentiate yourself and our beers we accentuate the malt so when you taste them you'll notice a lot of the malt flavor Mm. it doesn't get buried under so much hops that you're just getting the the blast of just pure hop aroma and bitterness but having said that there is some additional tradition behind the original ipas that get lost into some of the aging with the oak and and the use of, of some of the the english hops and and 
really the way the beer was initially brewed. And today they throw in a lot of caramel malts and other everything. What I do is I'll, t- I'll start back with almost as traditional as I can get, get a good baseline for that flavor, and then I'll have some inspiration that goes along with it to, to give it that little bit of a twist. But I am actually toying with the idea of going back to the most pure traditional sense of the IPA that's out there today. That goes back to the late 1600s and early wow. 1700s. I don't think a lot of people are taking that approach to actual brewings. You got my interest, and I like a beer or two, and when there's history behind it, that's a little more interesting. I had a question I was going to ask you. On your website, it says, great for conversations, family get-togethers, those types of things. Almost sounds like it's good for podcasters, yeah. people listening to podcasts. Yeah, it's it's really fun. To me, to me beer is part of the experience you know and it, sit around the campfire and you're telling stories or around meals or desserts or family gatherings it's not just sitting at a bar or a restaurant and drinking but it's actually it should be part of the experience that you're sharing that that you hold most dear to you conversation with your good friends um, or with your family those type of things and some of the things I really that, that come to mind for me is is at my house, I actually have an outdoor bar, and I actually have three different beers on tap. And my brother-in-law will come over, and, and we've got a, an outdoor fireplace out there, and we'll sit out there, and we'll walk over, pour, uh, pull a beer, and yeah. sit there and talk. And, and we'll, you know, you're talking about sports and just everything. We're, we're really sports nuts, so... <laughs> So that, that tends to be what a lot of the conversation is, or, or just joking around, telling jokes, maybe having a, a small cigar. It's all part of the experience, you know. And then sometimes the grandkids are over, they'll wander out, and they'll want to make s'mores over the, the fire pit. I love my grandchildren. You know, I love all my family. That is just part of the richness of that experience. And that's, that's really what I'm saying about that. Another quote that I liked from your website is, brewing beer as a culture, not as as a business. I like that because not only do you have the historical take and some background behind each variety, but you're more culture-based and yeah. uh, the business approach kind of is secondary. It yeah. almost seems secondary. Well, you know, at the end of the day, you have to make money to stay in business, but that is, it gets back to us talking about there's a story for everything and there's an inspiration and how the beers get named, how, you know, how we came up with different things isn't just me or, or someone else. It's it's friends partaking and I throw ideas out and they have great ideas. The actual name for Off Kilter, I wish I could take credit for myself. I was talking to a group of friends. We were out one night and talking about what I was doing and, and the type of style and all this. And, you know, it's one of those things where you come up with some really goofy names to be funny, but then you try to focus on some serious names. And one of my friends, uh, Jack, looks at me and says, what do you think of Off Kilter? And I'm like, you know, that's kind of cool. I, I, I think that works. You know, I, I, that really does work. And that hits the, the target for what we're looking for. And, and I, you know, Immediately from that sprung thoughts and ideas, and and I'm very blessed to have people I can work with, branding and graphics folks that can take my ideas and actually put them into working, you know, the labels and and the logo on that. 
I give general, here's what I'm thinking, you know, like the off-kilter. I'm, I'm thinking having uh, the logo where it's slightly off, maybe some of the letters or the beer or something. And that's, that's what we came up with, or, or the images you see on the labels. It all comes from, here's the images I have. I have no idea how to tie them together. Yeah, crafting the, the actual beer itself is one thing, but then the graphic design yeah. work and everything else, and you, they look good. Yeah, that, and that was the idea, you know. They really did a good job, I said, because I don't have an artistic bone in my body. And <laughs> Me so, either. <laughs> so there's no way that I could do something like that. But I said, you know, I, I want something that looks professional but doesn't have the high polish and gloss of what you see in so many of the, the labels today. I want something that's more, for lack of a better word, what, a patina on it? Or, you know, you look at old images, how they're... The vintage look almost. Yeah, the vintage look yeah. and, and a matte look. And, and, yep. and those types and things that are that are more traditional that it really says this is a craft beer but it doesn't look like I did it yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> so so uh, yeah it's it's we're, we're really proud and, and that's just it it's, it is a culture it's off kilter is all about the stories and taking pride in the the brewing industry mm-hmm. what we what we've done in the past and what what our forefathers have done and well, yet, there's so much history there yeah and and, and also bringing forth the new ideas of today mm-hmm. and, and kind of bringing them together it's not a rebellion against one it's a it's a fusion of the two it's a great time to do all of this yeah, yeah i totally understand and now Never would have thought about any of this, and I'm actually really surprised. I, I didn't expect the background at all. I was really looking to have you come in because local brewery sounded really cool to me, yeah. but I got more than I really was expecting yeah. here. So. Yeah, and speaking of that, you know, you talk about a local brewery. Keep your eyes open. We're hoping in the next uh, 18 months we'll have, ideally, uh, a brewery stood up in downtown Beloit with a tap room, and there's going to be my opportunity to really explore some ideas because I can put beers in the tap room that are not necessarily marketable, but they have good appeal. And and just because they don't scale out to something that would be marketable, but they're good beers and they're fun beers. And, and we're going to be looking to hire people that share our same enthusiasm and passion. And again, it, it's not a business. It is. It's, it's an entire culture. And, and we're looking for folks that are going to be part of that off-kilter culture. Beloit's a place, especially yes. downtown Beloit. Yes. It's a great yes. area. With the college and, and the business district that's on there, there's it's a good good place. Before we wrap up, is there anything you want to promote? Do you guys, I see on your website, sometimes you post events. Do you have any upcoming events, anything else going on? Um, at this point, no, we, we, we have our events completed for the year. The next event we have coming up will be a tasting at Everett's this fall, but I don't have a date for it. As soon as we get the date, we will put it out on the website. We try to keep the website, and we also do have a Facebook page. And, and you can contact us through the website if you have any questions. We respond very promptly. be more than willing to help you with anything, any questions you have. How I originally came across you, I saw that your product was being sold at Woodman's, and it was through Facebook. Keep up with Off-Kilter Brewing on social media on Facebook. And your website, offkilterbrewing.com. Jim, thanks for joining well, me thank today. Thank you. My dad made it.